coming up on the Middle Class BO Podcast. To those who are getting demos done and you want to uh, pursue getting an agent, the fall is your best time to send those out because come December, agencies don't even look at new submissions. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. So, yeah, I don't even know. Um, I was thinking about, you know, do we talk about AI? And then I was just on voiceover pros and they just put out a notice that we're not going to be discussing AI anymore because it's just it, it's as bad as talking about the pay to play sites now. And people are just tired of it. And uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, this this is a uh, Bobby. How is it that you and I don't have an opinion on something right now? We don't have thoughts. We don't have ideas. What's going on? Is it the sweltering summer heat? <laughs> or is it we're just nice people <laughs> who don't like conflict? <laughs> I I believe it's that. I believe a lot of it is that. Um, but yeah, we're just sitting here trying to figure out what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. And sometimes uh, it's a podcast about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk a little summer marketing. No, 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 nothing happens. <laughs> Well, something happens. We could, um... What's that? <laughs> Are you having a slow, low, slow down right now? A little bit, um, you know, which explains why I've been doing some auditions the last few days. Um, is because it's been a little bit slow. And, and I, you know, I find myself getting marketed to, I got marketed to today by a guy and, uh... Super nice guy. Uh, we actually go back to radio days uh, back in Miami, and he marketed to me today. Just he's like, basically, hey, I'm here. Let me know if you have any voiceover needs. I'm like, okay, you know, and it's good to stay in front of people. I, I wish, you know, sometimes I think there's a more creative way to do that. But so, th- for those of you who don't know, Kevin also casts. So that's why people yeah. aren't getting in touch. And we're not just talking about rods and reels. We're not trying to catch bass here. We're talking about voiceovers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, Kevin stayed. Kevin and his wife stayed with <clears throat> Steve, my husband, and I this past weekend. We went to Reds Cardinals game, and um, um, Saturday night he was just in rare form. He just was singing the Bee Gees. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You could tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman. Now time to talk. You got that. Steve was laughing Sunday morning or whenever you left. I can't remember. He was like, I kind of miss that. <laughs> that is so sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good times there. That was, uh, we stayed at uh, uh, Maxwell, La Maison Maxwell. Or the that's Maxwell House. Oh, the Maxwell House. Duh. <laughs> That's so easy. That's perfect. <laughs> and it truly was like a, a VRBO. Or, are they calling it v, Verbo? I think they're calling it Verbo, aren't they, on the TV ads? Right. Or Airbnb. Have you seen those ads yeah. for VRBO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I, I, I would say with your hospitality, your and Steve's hospitality, it was much better than just your normal Airbnb. Aww. 
Really? Yeah. We had our... Yeah, it really was. Really was. With all the uh, refreshments you had for us, the snacks, we had our own laundry if we needed it, had our own shower. It was very, very nice. Speaking of which, did you take the bathrobe? <laughs> I did. I took the bathrobe and some art off the wall. Because it wasn't nailed down, so it was your fault, really. And you didn't, you didn't even move the Gideon's Bible an inch. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, no, no, no. But yeah, we had a we had a great time, and uh, you know the Cardinals uh, lost to the Reds on the Friday night game. We went to they lost to the Reds in the Saturday game that we kept up with. But Sunday they they finally got their victory over the Reds. But. Reds, uh, the Reds have uh, dominated the Cardinals this year. Well, I'm glad they're dominating somebody because they didn't look very good <laughs> last night. <laughs> I'm a huge Reds oh, fan. Yeah. Huge have been since birth, I guess. So um, you, you get so excited. I mean, that's like with any team. You get so excited and pumped and, and finally into a season. And you just like, oh, come on, you're this close. And Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw the highlights uh, from that game last night. And uh, Javier Baez from the Chicago Cubs uh, hit a walk-off hit to uh, propel the Cubs to victory. And he taunted the pitcher going from after he hit the ball because he knew that was the game winner no matter what. And he, like, untucked his shirt. He started doing a motion with his bat, like, row, row, row your boat, go home. Really? Uh, It was it was the most egregious taunting I have seen in a while, and I would not be surprised if there are not repercussions, uh, either A, by— Yeah, if he's fined or something. Huh? If he's fined, you mean? Yeah, he, I mean, I, I I say that's a possibility, but I would definitely say Amir Garrett, the Reds pitcher, because uh, I think they have a beef that goes back a little bit. But, man, Javier Baez, I, I mean, they got to play him two more games. Exactly. Um, so— <laughs> By the time you heard this podcast, there might be a fallout of some sort that you might already know about. But at the time of this recording, it's only one day later from that game. But Amir Garrett, you know, he might plop him in the head. Oh, yeah. uh, Plop him in the ribs, you know, any number of things. But um, yeah, that's not cool. Not cool at all. Pretty bad. Pretty bad sportsmanship, I would say. We have our feelings about the Cubbies. <laughs> yes, yes. At least we have that in common. <laughs> exactly. There are so many people that uh, like the Cubs, though. The lovable Cubs. I guess they're lovable to some people, but uh, not if you're a Cardinals or Reds fan, probably. Right. Can you hear? Can you hear my dog in the studio? This is was the that? first time I've allowed him in the studio. Yeah, he was shaking his collar a second ago. Okay, I thought I heard like the tap dancing from the nails on the fl- the hardwood floor or something. <laughs> Sounds like tap dancing. That's what our little pooch sounds like. Sit. Sit. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of uh, going back to voiceover a little bit, (laughs) we're doing a podcast about voiceover. So we're doing uh, talking about uh, the AI voices and stuff. And I was trying to think of stuff we could talk about today. And uh, I was remind I reminded myself, oh, I need to uh, do some research on your interface so you can get a proper monitor set up. And I was looking at, you've got the Focus, uh, Focusrite Solo, and you also have the Focusrite, the 2i2, is that what it's called, that model? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. your Focus 2i2, you don't need anything new. That has monitor outputs in the back. So all you need, Bobby, is a male quarter inch uh, to XLR 
input on the back of your monitor, your JBLs, or just quarter inch to quarter inch. And when you just so buy you some cables, all you so literally all you need now are quarter inch cables. Get mono quarter inch cables. This little tech talk here. Um, okay. And don't get the because on let me see because on a stereo I'm gonna get a little techie. But on a stereo plug, quarter-inch plug, you have three lines. On a mono one, you have two. Now, on the... Can you hear the garage door opening, by the way? No, I can't. Okay, <laughs> is good. it the peacocks? Yeah. <laughs> that peacock's name is Deborah. So I guess it'd be a peahen. <laughs> <laughs> but on, on a quarter-inch um, cable plug-in... You got mm-hmm. three lines. You got tip ring or three parts, tip ring sleeve. Whereas on a mono, you've only got two of them. So uh, make sure you know on the stereo one, like you'll have on your headphones, the quarter inch. You'll see three, two lines, and then the tip. Um, on the other one, there's only going to be one line and a tip. So tip ring sleeve is the parts for a stereo one, and then you just have the. Uh, I don't know if it's the ring. And the tip or the Boy. sleeve. Yeah, probably just the sleeve and the tip for the monos. But make sure you get uh, just two mono cables, uh, quarter-inch cables, so there's no impedance, blah, blah, issues. That that gets a little above my pay grade, but that's all you need. You're ready to go. So so quarter-inch on each end, right? Yeah, you need two quarter-inch. Uh, you've got a left uh, line output and a right line output mm-hmm. on that Focusrite mm-hmm. 2i2. And uh, those quarter inches should go directly into the back of your JBL. I, I don't know what model JBLs you have, but I looked up some JBLs online, and the majority of them had the XLR and the quarter inch. So you know, for you can you can get quarter inch to XLR if you want, which would create a more secure connection. But you don't have to for monitoring what you're monitoring. Okay. Because you're not mixing, you're not producing albums. You just need to hear your voice and full fidelity over in the air and not just jammed into your ears all the time because that gets fatiguing on your head. Yeah, like you said, it's it's preferable to for playback to be through your monitors and not through your headphones. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. They, um, you know, a lot of people will mix stuff with music and sound effects and whatnot through headphones, but it's not recommended. It's it's recommended if you are mixing stuff with music and such that you do it over monitors. So you get, and, and then the monitors don't need to be like home monitors because they add bass to like home monitors and stuff. So it sounds like boom, a booming theater. If you're getting monitors for your studio, you need to look at TRS, true reference speakers or true reference sound, whatever that is whatever the trs stands for it's true reference is what it is so the audio coming out is the audio that everybody else is going to get uh and you can hear how it's going to sound when it goes to somebody okay i hope it works out do you you probably don't know (laughs) off the top of your head what your jbls are do you what number no i don't you know i honestly i bought them like three years ago maybe three or four years ago okay and i tried to connect them and whatever interface i was using at the time it just wasn't working. I kind of set them aside, and then I needed more room in my my workspace here because my my studio is not just a booth; it's a it's a room. And so I kind of I just put the the JBLs back in storage, and I have not even looked at them for three years. Then they were brand new. So huh? I was talking to Kevin over the weekend. It's like I, I really need to get 
you know, these monitors out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And you've got the interface ready to go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. Yep. <laughs> our plan was to record a podcast while at Bobby's over the weekend. <laughs> but uh, we just we got into too much stuff. We pool party, baseball games, grilling out, uh, recovering, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's uh, kind of what goes down. But let me let me give an objective description of Bobby's studio space right now. She's got a great, amazing setup because she's got down in her basement a room within a room. And it's kind of like a room within a room within a room in a way because you're downstairs in the basement. Um, that's great, first off. And then there's like a, a separated space that has like a lobby kind of area, if you will, mm-hmm. a sitting room, if you will. And then inside that is Bobby's actual recording space, which is if I was ballparking, maybe what, 10 by 8, something like that? Yeah, that's that's probably pretty close, maybe even 12 by 8. Okay. And that that in itself was built um, like, you know, triple drywall, double walls. So it's it was... It was built to spec to sound just totally dead, dead sound. I mean, they yeah. even have a, a glass block window, and I can't even hear my neighbor mowing when he's mowing five feet from the glass block window. So it's, um, yeah. I yeah, love it's it. a really nice setup. And, you know, and, and you've got the two door system where she has a door that is on the inside. And then there's then you've got the layers that Bobby's talking about, and then you have a door on the outside of that. Uh, that so in that space, there's like three or four inches in between the two doors uh, that you have to go through to get into her recording space, and it's phenomenal, and sounds great. Thanks. And uh, you know what? What I like about it too is you've got enough room to set in there and and stay the mm-hmm. day, and it doesn't feel so claustrophobic and such a cocoon. My setup is a little bit different where I've got my booth and I've got a monitor in my booth for when I, when I'm recording so I can make sure I'm still recording and I can look at scripts. Um, but then that and the microphone, uh, basically are the only electronics in here. Um, you know, except for like a power strip. Um, and then I keep my computer. I run all the cables outside to keep my computer and everything. Cause, uh, I don't know. I just like that little tighter space to each his own. The, the big, Big thing is the big thing. The only thing that really, 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 really matters is what comes out of the speakers. Um, right. When you're talking about fidelity, quality, um, you know your performance has got to be great. Um, but then it, you know it doesn't matter if you're in a closet full of clothes. Bobby and I have talked about a bunch of times that that actually can make a great recording space. It really does. I do that when I visit my daughters every time. It's just, just go into their smallest closet, make sure I'm surrounded by clothes and. It helps to have the 416, but hey, it works. I've never, I've never had a client say, mm, not going to work. So, I had a voiceover for or a friend, a baseball friend, Bill Jennings. And Bill listens to our podcast. So, Bill, uh, shout out to Bill. But his son is studying voiceover right now. Um, the, isn't it crazy they're teaching this in college now, Bobby? Have you thought really? about that? They're teaching voiceover at a college here in the Nashville area. And uh, he told me who the uh, the course instructor was. And uh, he's, uh, he's an animation voice. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But um, 
I, you know, I checked him out, and he has a long history producing, uh, directing, and performing in animation, um, and and some very credible stuff. He's got some really legit credits, so he's teaching uh, a course in voiceover. So my friend Bill was asking me about microphones. He said his son was currently using, I think, uh, a Blue Yeti U2 or a USB, you know, whatever. And you know, he's mm-hmm. then he sent me a picture of an Audio Technica. I can't remember the model of the AT, but uh, asked, would this be a good voiceover mic? And I said, it'd be a fine voiceover mic. Nothing wrong with that mic. It'd be fine. It'd be a little bit of an <laughs> <It'd be> upgrade. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, and then, uh, you know me, I went into my whole diatribe about it's the performance. Microphone doesn't matter. Um, you know, and it's the performance and your recording space. Your recording space is much more important than the actual microphone. In my opinion, people yes. can disagree mm-hmm. all day long if they want to. Uh, but when you got your recording space set up like Bobby has, like I have, thankfully, and uh, then uh, even a decent microphone will sound fine. So it's it's more uh, about uh, your recording space, getting that uh, noise isolated, you know, that might interfere with a live recording. Um, make sure you don't have any reverb. Uh, but there's a fine line. You don't want to take out every single uh, decibel of that reverberant sound. There's uh, a fine line of going too far because I've heard places or studios and voice actors that have, I don't know, it's an uncomfortable suck sound in a way. It's, I don't know, there's too much dead is what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, it's those rooms that they put you in to make you kind of crazy, you know, where there's like <laughs> absolutely zero sound, zero light. I watched this YouTube With thing. Padded walls. Guy. Yeah, talking padded walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. All that stuff. No yeah. communication. But anyway, that's it's very similar to what voiceover is. <laughs> that's awesome that, that they're they're doing that in, in college courses. I know here locally in Cincinnati, the um the broadcasting school offers voiceover now. And I think they've been doing that for several years. But um it's it's cool that they're gonna at this particular college you're talking about, obviously they'll have an animation course and I'm sure some commercial and, and business narration or whatever, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, you could choose to go that route if, you know, if you'd like. Yeah, isn't it funny? And like when you think, okay, this college could have a, a, a voiceover course. Well, what? Uh, about the multiple genres that you could teach. I mean, my goodness, there's uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of genres. Um, I don't know if we've quite gotten to the hundreds of genres, but if we haven't, we got to be getting close with all the new technology and all the new things that are popping up that need voices. Uh, social media, e-learning, commercials, animation, corporate, and you break down corporate and do like multiple levels. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, where do you start? But... Uh, Anyway, it's uh, it's it's really kind of cool, and hopefully they're getting the uh, the right foundation for uh, what this career actually is. That's get worthy. You know, when you were here, I I wish I could have. I wanted to really bring you into the studio because you're a good technical guy. Um, I've been having an issue for several months now, and I have no idea where it's coming from. Did you happen to see? A tissue between two of my my cords when you were setting the everything up. Um, I think you did because you moved it. I did. Yeah, <laughs> when you, I, I probably didn't even think it wasn't, twice. It wasn't a dirty tissue. It wasn't a I snotty swear. tissue. <laughs> no. That's probably what I did, and I probably took a pen or something and moved it out of the way. 
I'm like, no, DNA. It, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. F- <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out where this click noise is, um, and and I can see it on the spectral view oh. of Adobe Audition. It looks like just like a toothpick, and it doesn't do it all the time. But it seems like the longer my um, my Adobe Audition is running under that. Oh, what's the word I'm trying to like? If I've I've had a put had a lot of sessions on it, mm-hmm. um, it seems like it'll get worse, and so I just I just um, get out of it and start up a new start up a new one, and it seems to go away when I or when I reboot my computer, but it's so weird, and so I've heard a lot of people say that clicks or little noises could come from wires crossing. And I I tried to, you know, I saw that I had a bunch of them jumbled up between my headphones and the the cables coming out of the interface and my monitor. And so I, I stuck some tissue in between some of them hmm. <laughs> to, see if, to see if it would make a difference. But it's weird because it hasn't done it in a few days now. And I'm, I'm, I'm still baffled at where that noise is coming from did it start back since it's I not moved a mouth your noise. tissue <laughs> yeah since you moved my tissue <laughs> now if it happens actually shoot since me you the changed audio. out my interface remember we we switched <gasps> from the solo to the 2i2 so you know what i don't know what's going on because i i don't i don't know how these internal clock things work or whatever the all that kind of stuff all that stuff i don't know how it works but i almost thought it was might be a more of a digital issue with uh you know the, them talking to each other properly, and I, I, I don't know that that's beyond my pay grade. But um, yeah, it's funny now that you got the two i two in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll go away. But if it happens again, shoot me the audio and just say, "Hey, Kev, here's what I was doing, exactly what you were doing, and um, you know this was my 18th session in this particular session that I had set up." or my 18th recording in this particular session that I had set up and it took 20 minutes or whatever. And, but I don't know, I'd probably be able to isolate whether or not it was digital or, or like cable related. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, your mouth clicks better than anybody. So, you know, you'll be able to identify that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. If it happens again, yeah. Shoot me some audio and we'll see if we can't get that narrowed down. Definitely. But yeah, what about, um, so you, you said something about, and I, I totally changed the subject by design, but you'd said something about marketing <laughs> in the summer. I was like, squirrel, uh, we don't want to talk about marketing. Nobody does. <laughs> Have you done any marketing this summer? I haven't, but I'm about to. Um, July is typically very, very slow for me, but the first half of it was actually not too bad. And um and last week and this week are kind of slow, so I'm I'm about to to launch into a little marketing idea that I have um, on some production houses that I would love to work with. Um, and I, I've reached out to them, but I, I have something, and I don't even want to tell you what it is because you know I don't want anybody to steal my idea. <laughs> you know. Keep that and, to um, yourself, kid. Yeah, but it includes something physical that I'm sending to them, and um, I just thought now's a good time. A lot of people have a summer slowdown, and they might go, oh, well, I'm going to listen to her demo, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah. So. I already know what it is, Bobby. 
I, I've got an idea. I know you know. I, I, I no, well, no. I, I've got an idea of what it is. So, so you know how when you go by those used car lots and you see the billowing man that's like twenty foot tall, <laughs> waving his arms around. You got one of those with your face on it, and you sent you it. Know? Says Bobby Maxwell voiceover, and it's gonna be flopping around in the wind, isn't it? <laughs> I love. I could watch that thing for hours. I love it's it. It's hypnotic. Absolutely love it. You know, <laughs> they actually have a name. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it's like something man, like inflatable man or something like that. Um, yeah. It's so funny, but yeah, that would be hilarious if you had one of those. <laughs> so, what send one to each of the production houses? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Give the uh, delivery guy an extra, you know, 20 to, to actually set it up in front of their office. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could you imagine how expensive? I would never get any work. <laughs> yeah. They'd be so annoyed with you. Let's see. Uh, what are the inflatable guys called? Tube man, sky dancer, air dancer, or wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Also <laughs> known as tall boy. <laughs> tall boy. Let's see. What can you get one of these for on Amazon? 60 bucks. Blower not included. Are you kidding? Only 60 bucks? Yeah, but blower's not included. Well, you know what? My husband loves those big Christmas uh, blow-up things. Mm -hmm. And um, one year, I bought a snowman that was bigger than our house. Oh, and my gosh. he had a blower. He's he's a t- you know he t- he yeah. loves to tinker. Yep. So he had a blower, and people would comment every year. You gonna put up the snowman, <laughs> the blower? Because he would do he would do that. And would get a little windy, he'd tip over a little bit, you know. But he'd come back up again. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, you can get one with a blower, by the way, for three hundred dollars. So I think for the low low investment of. <laughs> Thirty grand, you could uh, get a good marketing sweep going on out there, Bobby. Hey, <laughs> I think I'll stick to my idea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a, a lot cheaper. <laughs> oh man, but that. What would about be you? Any any marketing in the next uh, next couple months? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I actually, believe it or not, I'm considering redoing my automotive demo and uh, marketing to some Whoa. automotive, my, my good old bread and butter. I have not marketed uh, automotive in years, and uh, I'm thinking about doing it. Just uh, Are you producing it, or are you going to have somebody else do it? Oh, you know I'm going to produce it. I'm going to produce it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm going to produce this one just because I know what I want, um, you know, and I know what sound books for me. Um, and I know you should, you know, little tip, don't ever try to produce your own demo unless possibly you've got decades of experience. You know, that's the only caveat right. I could say. Uh, and especially because this is my genre, this is my niche, you know, and, and that's why. Uh, every other demo that I have, though, was produced by somebody else. So that should tell you. But this particular one... Um, I'm going to, well, I take that back. I did kind of, I, well, my documentary is some from actual work and then some from, you know, uh, other stuff. So anyway, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to produce this on my own. Interesting. Yeah. I will, I will throw a tip out there to, um, to those who are getting demos done and you want to, uh, pursue getting an agent, um, the fall 
is your best time to, to send those out? Because come December, agencies don't even look at, at new submissions. So say if you're getting your demo done now and you're going to get it back in August or September, you've got just a few months to get it out there before it's shut down for the year. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a good tip, uh, even for myself. Um, I've got, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, you know, I've just got, you know, the agent game is just such a small part, I feel, for uh, your marketing and for how your work should come. I, now, I'm sure there are a bunch of people that they get the majority of their work from agents, but that is a slippery slope, I would say. You you, ooh, you got to be invested in so many other uh, pieces of pie uh, to get work coming in, and diversification is the key. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. But, Definitely. yeah, that's good news. I don't, you know, I, I've got, you know, I've told you before, I've got some I got mixed feelings about agents, uh, and and I've got one agent right now, and I love her. I love her, um, but you know, I'm I'm reticent to market to others uh, just because of the game. And and you and I were talking about one in particular. Uh, there are some agents that are not good fits for everybody. So right. you know, I, I I feel like I could I might could get listed with this agent, but I don't know if I want to. So. You know, you, you got to be a good fit and, you know, the agent's got to be a good fit for you and you got to be a good fit for them. So so bear that in mind. And you also have to kind of figure out, I don't know how you would go about doing this, but if you have multiple agents and they're sending you the same jobs and you're going with, say, one of them over the others, you know, who's to say the agent wouldn't say, hey, they're not submitting anything back to me, so why do I keep sending them things or, or they could potentially drop you? So you have to really look at when you get multiple agents, who's a conflict or and who you're just going to kind of double up on. Yeah. Does that 100%. make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. So I was just thinking, Bobby, what are we going to talk about on the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we come from radio. We can yeah. talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, I kinda, we, we didn't have really a topic going in, and I kind of felt like if we just kind of started conversing, which is, it was the impetus for the podcast idea that we we just were chatting so much about the voiceover business that we should just hit record. And boom, here we are. Ba-da-ba-ba. Real quick, I want to say congratulations to you for us publishing our 50th McVop podcast. Um, we, uh, yeah, we, we eclipsed 50 a few episodes ago and I, I didn't get, I didn't figure it out until a few episodes later. So, ah, a couple of months ago we put out our 50th, Bobby. So congratulations on 50. It looks great on you. That's crazy. It does not seem like it's been 50 episodes. I know. And just, we'll have to have this, uh, like a black tie celebration when, when we do our hundredth and we'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to try to keep tabs on that when it's coming up so we can maybe have some uh, special and surprise guests or something like that. So that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. That's but, cool. Well, congratulations to you too. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, maybe in the next, uh, probably be a year or so away before we get to that because Lord knows it takes some time to put these together. <laughs> Definitely. And we're going to have to come up with some our, our guests for the fall, too. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in the fall in, in regards to voiceover, Bobby? Oh, it's not really a big political year. Otherwise, I'd say political. Um, I mean, there'll be some some jobs out there, uh, issues and um, um, PAC stuff. But, you know, it's not like it's like not, not a presidential 
uh, year, and I think, isn't it the even years are typically the the senators and yeah and uh, the, it's yeah so it's it's going to be kind of a, a slow one, but um, I don't know. I, I'm you know what one thing I'm looking forward to and. I can take it from you on this, is you told me back in the beginning of the summer there's going to be a slowdown with automotive because the the um, shortage of chips. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that's going to start rising again. Tell me, Kevin, is it? <laughs> with the huge potato famine, they've been uh, low on Lay's, <laughs> Pringles, Ruffles, all those chips. And it really impacted the automotive industry. It's like those workers can't eat chips to stay energized. So how are they going to make cars? <laughs> no. Obviously, the like microchip processor <laughs> things that go in the computers of cars, there was uh, right. a shortage on those. And that was uh, because and it just all COVID. All COVID. Yeah, it is. During you, COVID. But no, that's, yeah, it was. There was a slowdown <sighs> in the summertime. And hopefully that will pick up. And I think, Bobby, you're on point 100% with regards to marketing and late summer, fall, I think is a great time to market, to submit to agents, but marketing also because there are so many people starting to plan their budgets right now that they're going to be thinking about numbers to spend in the next year. They might Mm -hmm. go, hey, this voiceover person sounds good. What are their rates? You know, and and that kind of thing. So yeah, fall is a really good time to do some marketing. And I know Pandora um, only... Um, brings on new talent, is it once or twice a year? And I think we're coming up on that, too. So if you've always wanted to be on Pandora or iHeart, same thing, um, this would be the time to investigate on how to submit your your demos for that. Excellent, Bobby. Excellent. Well, thank you. We should do this again sometime, like when we have no topics. Just ramble on. Okay. Oh, but man, I, we... I got to go. Finn is in my studio, and he he just farted, Kevin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure, blame it on gosh. the dog. <laughs> I'm serious. Whoa, dude. <laughs> what have you been feeding him? Wait a minute, I got a little fan here. That is so funny. Well, good luck with that. Oh, I do hear the fan. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Poor guy. Blame it okay. on the dog. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, let's do this again sometime soon, kid. Sounds great. Sounds great. And thank you. Have a great week. Thank you and Stephen again for all your hospitality last weekend. It was it was amazing. We had a great time. Deborah and I did, so we had a great time. I, our pleasure. Now it's your, your, your place next time, right? Hey, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Okay. All right. We'll talk all to you right, soon. All buddy. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.